Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 433. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me, my co-host, John White. And today is May 9th, 2018. John, how are you doing today? Doing really well, doing really well. Color of the Bay Report. Today, as I crossed the San Mateo Bridge, it was green with a dirty brown. Uh, green with a dirty brown. Yeah. Well, uh, to, we're getting a late start today. Sorry about that for the guests that are on the, on the call. We we went to two camera live streaming. So, hey, everybody out on Facebook, now you can have close-ups of both sides of the tables. And uh, we're still monkeying with the audio, and I hear we're in echo chamber mode. So maybe we'll fix that by the end of end of the podcast. So sorry about the echo. We're just getting everything going on dual camera mode and getting the audio streams working now. We're no longer running audio through the camera. We're running audio through mics, through live stream on Facebook and multi-camera. So that's why we had to get rid of the audio through the camera channel. Got it. Going through the mixer now. So uh, we'll work on that as we go throughout the podcast today, which is why we're getting a late start. Uh, on the show today, we have uh, Nigel Hickey. He's a uh, uh, vSphere uh, tech product manager, I believe, and he can correct that if I'm wrong. And we're going to hear talk about vSphere 6.5 update 2. So exciting! New new vSphere out, of course. We've been talking about that for the last couple shows, so that's good. And uh, before we get to Nigel, though, we uh, have Alistair Cook. Uh, he he's the, runs v, v Brown Bag, and we thought we would have him on and talk a little bit about what he's been up to. Uh, and you know, we're going to be running the VMTN sessions, and so the paper, call for papers on V Brown Bag are uh, actually out, so we'll talk to Alistair. Um, in the news, before we go, um, let's see, do we have any news happening? I don't think I have any news. No news is good news. No news is good news. As we ramp up for VMworld, uh, lots of stuff's happening. VMworld uh, uh, registration opened, of course. Yep, it did. So early registers out there. Yep. It discounted, of course, so now's the time to, now's the time to, to go organize. Go get, get that budget approved. Yeah, signed up. I know that uh, we are also working on blogger passes, so not to discourage anybody from going and signing up. And uh, I believe that uh, Elsa is working on... Uh, some 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 promotions for to get blog articles around Reg, where she's gonna Excellent. give them maybe, maybe some room upgrades. I've heard some rumors Ooh. of room upgrades. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. That is a great idea. Uh, so we'll we'll stay tuned. She's probably cringing right now, going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I didn't, we didn't announce. We that. didn't announce that. <laughs> you, you you said it in my office. If if I hear about it, it's gonna go on the podcast. Uh, so so that's good. Um, There's a rumor. Of, of room upgrades. Rumor, rumor of room upgrades for people that <laughs> blog about Reg uh, during during the next couple months. I'm tweeting it right now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and if you're not a part of the VMTN uh, network program, you should sign up for that because that that invite's going to go out to all those guys. So, yeah, presidential suite on chat. I see that. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> you heard it here first. Anybody that uh, drives Reg, we're going to give you tracking codes. So if you're a blogger and you want to put the tracking code on, then you know, we can see how how many how many tickets you sold. And Jeez, yeah. I don't know if we can fit everybody in the VMTN like in the, blogger community in, in one presidential one suite. presidential suite. Yeah, that, we're, we're gonna have sleeping bags. It's gonna be a slumber oh party. Oh my goodness. Yeah, neat stuff. All right, so let's see. Uh, Dell Tech uh, Tech uh, the conference World Dell up. Tech World wrapped up. Uh, thanks to the V experts uh, that came back for an NSX briefing, a post briefing, and demo. That was pretty cool. Maybe we'll get that out to all the V experts next. That was a 
pretty nice call that we had this morning. So thanks for everybody that joined in in that. Yeah, Dell EMC World, now Dell Tech World. Um, thanks for that on the chat. That's that's kind of neat. Um, other than that, I guess we'll just get because we're getting a late start. So we'll first we'll talk to Alistair Cook. So Alistair, thanks for dialing in. I know you're uh, on the bottom side of the planet. I think you're back in your native country. Where are you Where are you calling from? And uh, give us a, a two second. Uh, who are you, and what do you do in the ecosystem for anybody that hasn't heard of the Brown Bag? Well, good morning, Eric. Um, as you say, I'm from the other side of the world. I live on really the top of the world, if you look at it the right way up. I live in New Zealand, <laughs> and I'm sitting here in my uh, home office, my shed quarters, looking out over the, the sky dawning. It's just after 7 a.m. on Thursday here. So I come to you from the future, and the future looks pretty good. Uh, my background that's, that's relevant here, I've been involved in the VMware community, and particularly the V Brown Bag podcast, since I met Cody Bunch at uh, VMware in 2011, and he was looking for some more people to help run the professional VMware um, show and help people learn more about data center infrastructure and particularly VMware certification. So V Brown Bag's been running for somewhere around 10 years. It's a community-generated video training that's distributed for free, both on iTunes and on our YouTube channel. So uh, search both of those places for V Brown Bag and you'll find us, or just head for vbrownbag.com, which is our website. Uh, we will be returning for our seventh year, I think, of making the tech talks at VMworld, where we'll have a stage that uh, Eric and the communities team kindly provide for us in the communities area. And we do an open call for papers that opened up a couple of weeks ago uh, for community presenters, for people who want to present something that's going to be educational and, uh, educational and worthwhile to community members, rather than the more marketing and particularly entry-level technical content that we often see in the main schedule at VMworld. Uh, last year, we finally got into the Schedule Builder and the Content Catalog, and so you can find all the sessions uh, easily in, in the Schedule Builder, and that meant that instead of having maybe a dozen people come to watch a session, we've been having 30 to 100 people turn up, and as those who were at either of the awards last year saw, it ends up being standing room only and people stopping in the aisles as they walk past us, and maybe probably don't want the fire marshals to walk past while we've got these large crowds blocking the uh, the walkways and, and the hang space. So uh, delighted to be back doing this again this year and uh, expecting to be making vast amounts of video content with a bunch of really awesome volunteers and, and lots of great presenters. Yeah, it, it was really good. And I, I got to say that has been the secret sauce to uh, getting everybody together in the community area was getting access to Schedule Builder. And we actually then managed to get a document on written on how to actually use Schedule Builder and create our own session IDs nice. and putting things in the tool. And that has been like a gold, you know, gold mine from, for us from the standpoint of being able to then showcase community content like this and get all the sessions in Session Builder. And uh, we're doing that again this year. So, yeah, that should be, should be great. And it's a way to get your name, you know, uh, if you're a community presenter, get your name in the formal materials, right, so that, you know, if you need to show your management, look, I, I presented. There you are. You have a session ID. You've got that, your live stream. So it's, it's worked out well for both us and, and you, Alistair. So, so I appreciate that. How many other events do you do per year? You're always on the road going places, uh, you know, evangelizing <laughs> people well, that's, you know, together. That's the the challenge of living in New Zealand is that uh, everywhere is, is away. And suddenly I get to less technology events in New Zealand than I do overseas. Um, 
I'm just going to uh, answer a couple of the questions out of the chat. Uh, all of the V Brown Bag Tech Talk sessions will be live streamed again for those who can't make it to the conference and posted on YouTube afterwards. And I am hard at work at the moment on a new build of Autolab that will have both vSphere 6.5 and 6.7 on it, as well as an update to support the Windows 2016 server as the platform for all the Windows machines. So uh, that work is, is going on even as we speak. A trial build is, is progressing on that. So uh, expect some more stuff, uh, some more Autolab stuff to come. In terms of travel, yes, uh, I was at Dell Technologies World uh, last week, which was a, a great show. That was my third trip to the US this year. I'll be at Pure Accelerate in two weeks' time and then HPE Discover in June. And I'm expecting to also bring some more of the V Brown Bag Build Day live events in the next couple of months. I just need to get some people to, to close out and approve and uh, sign some checks for me so we can bring you more of that community education content. Right. Excellent. Excellent. The busy schedule. And to, to add to that, you know, uh, I, I already pre-announced Elsa's stuff that she's working on, but I'll pre-pre-announce kind of the sum of ideas that we're looking at, which is uh, some of the rumors. I, yeah, some of the some of the some of the stuff that uh, Alistair is going to cringe when I say it. But uh, <laughs> both myself and Alistair and a couple other people have been talking about uh, potentially running a VMTN uh, community area at reInvent this year. Uh, in, yeah. And so I think I have my budget put together. So I worked last week on pulling some money together to see if we can get a space. And I, we have a meeting scheduled for the, the guys that run all our re-event uh, schedule. And we're going to, I think, be able to maybe get there. So that's what we're trying to do. So if, if we're successful, we'll, we'll put another place that Alistair has to travel to that's <laughs> not in New Zealand. Right? Um, yeah, that will be my fourth uh, Vegas trip for the year. Uh, that will be my record. I'm sorry. I, I'm really excited about the possibility of, of doing Tech Talks at reInvent. That's, that's a community that's a place that the uh, V Brown Bag community has been very interested in. We're currently covering the um, AWS Solution Architect professional uh, qualification on the podcast, and uh, that follows on from doing a couple of other ones earlier. So AWS is absolutely on, on our radar, and it's very popular with our audience. I've been following that series. It's been really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, uh, you know, we, we actually talked to Robin Matlock about it, um, our CMO, and, and she was also supportive of that, like, you know, where the community members are. We have our, our uh, VMW, you know, capability now as well. So yeah. we're partnering with them. And so why not? Why not, why not get there? And there's demand for it. Eric, are you talking about VMware Cloud and AWS? VM, VM, VMC, VM, VMW. Don't say, don't say VMC in front of Rob, yeah. Robin. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, I will, I, so I think that's going to be going to be exciting. I think it's an opportunity for people to not only have their presentations around VMware traditional core stuff, you can also talk about uh, AWS stuff and what you're doing there, but then Hybrid. having a, having a venue over at reInvent where a lot of community members are going to be anyway, uh, just gives us a chance to engage with a whole new audience uh, from a community perspective. Super there's, exciting. There's a lot of extra people there that we could rub off on right? mm -hmm. and, and build community. So I think that's an opportunity for us, which we're not ready to formally announce yet, but uh, you know, if you come listen to community podcasts, you'll hear what we're thinking. You'll hear rumors. Yeah. Uh, people always say that you don't have to really, Try to guess what Eric is thinking because he'll just he'll just tell you right like what we're trying to do. Right? 
so, Alistair, anything else we want to say? I, I know we're going to send out people when we announce who is formal sessions, who's not. We're going to also announce and try to recruit some of the people that didn't get selected. Uh, last, sure. last year, we actually did buy some passes for people. If you had a hardship case that you, you couldn't make it and uh, yet you had something interesting you wanted to present, we, we did buy you know, 30K worth of passes. Maybe we could amount. mention the deadline for uh, submitting papers or, or talks. Yeah, Alistair, is there a deadline? There is. It's uh, just discussed with Elsa earlier in the week. The end of June is going to be our deadline in order that the, the sessions actually get into Schedule Builder and the content catalogue. Now, usually we do a fairly soft uh, end of schedule, but the actual end of submissions is when I can't fit any more sessions in without getting in trouble for running sessions during the, the general session. Um, which, incidentally, since they put, put that over a PA, the recordings don't come out really well. Uh, so right. the, the the initial end is going to be 30th of June. That will make sure that your your session is in schedule builder when it launches. Uh, and then the, the final uh, deadline is going to be whenever it is the schedule completely fills up. And for VMworld US last year, that happened probably six weeks before the event. And I think we we closed, we filled the schedule for uh, the EMEA event probably a, a week before it, um, the, the event itself started. So do get in early and um, do expect to only get one or two sessions. Some some people I know in the past have done three, four, five for me when we, we haven't had such a, a large number of people wanting to present. I try to include as many presenters as possible rather than trying to get lots of uh, sessions from, from a single presenter. Particularly that's about including the people who are new to the community and presenting for the first time. And that was what was awesome about getting the passes last year. I know that there were a couple of people from Brazil getting to their very first VMware, and that's very much a developing market for VMware. And uh, the community there is just getting started and it really helped uh, a group of people from there and a number of people from other places to, to get to VMworld for the very first time and get really fired up and enthusiastic about what the community around VMware is. And it's a pretty awesome community. Right. Super excited. Yep. Yep. A excellent. Excellent. Um, so we're excited about that. So uh, keep up the good work and we'll get people uh, invited and hopefully get as many slots as we can for people. Um, yeah, it is interesting that now we actually are so, so full that schedule builder fills up from a seat perspective. Mm. And you can always come by and stand and watch. And, you know, we have some bean bags. And I think there was the ability to have, we, we calculated there were like 45, 50 seats open in schedule builder. And then we figured you had another 25 places to stand. Right? Soft spots. Uh, yeah, yeah, soft spots. And, and then we had people in the hallway, right? Um, which yeah, we it was, don't um, I was talking to this week to um, Bagla, who did a, an awesome session on SSL certificates at the US show last year. And I, I did a, a count of the standing room only for his session of being somewhere around 100 or 110 people, despite the fact that the room was set up for 45. So if Schedule Builder tells you it's full, just come on along anyway if there's an interesting session. And I know a lot of people uh, like to use the uh, V Brown Bag stage as, as home base and come back and chat with the other interesting people who like to hang out there. And that's really cool. It's one of the things I enjoy too. And we are trying to make it a little bit bigger this year too, right? Because we were so successful. Right. And because our, our vice president, Chris Nelson, came by and saw it, he was like, wow, you guys, are, <laughs> this is for real, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that made a big difference. So I think we, we're getting a little bit extra budget to try to make 
this space bigger as well. So we're doing a couple of those things. And uh, we're also making the hackathon space bigger this year too. So because of the extreme success of mastering Schedule Builder, right. we've been able to get more space, you know, more budget. In fact, part of the events team is actually now giving us space versus in previous years we've actually had to buy space. Right? And so yeah. now we've become you know, significant enough that they're willing to give us space as opposed to just paying for it. So that's awesome as well. So Alistair, thanks a lot uh, for coming on the show and uh, we're looking forward to it. We'll, we get, you'll be, we'll be communicating out the schedule and what we're, what we're doing and we hope, uh, we hope to see everybody again this year and I'm excited about HP reInvent too. So keep up the great work and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Eric, and thanks for all of the years of support. Yeah, yeah, perfect, great. Uh, all right, so moving on, uh, it, we're half, half an hour into the show, even though we got 15-minute late start. Uh, the, the, the next uh, person to say hi to is uh, Nigel Hickey. Nigel, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for being on. Uh, why don't you give everybody just a quick summary of who you are and how long you worked at VMware, and what do you do here? Hey, guys, uh, thanks for having me. So um, <clears throat> hopefully you can hear me okay. Sounds good, right? Yeah, okay. Um, so I am a technical marketing engineer now for VMware in the cloud platform business unit, and my responsibilities revolve around vSphere upgrades and preaching the gospel of getting folks upgraded away from our 5.5 product that's being deprecated and, uh, well, not really deprecated, but I should say end of life on support and getting into a 6.5 uh, release and higher. Um, just started with VMware this year in February, and prior to that, I uh, was working for a partner for a couple of years out of Texas. All right, cool. fantastic, fantastic. Um, so we we are on. That, that's an interesting narrative. The 5.5. I I have to say I actually had a, a 3.x uh, virtual infrastructure three running, and oh finally God. one of the VM we had to reboot something, and we had to reboot a couple of VMs, and you can't get licenses for that stuff anymore. No matter how hard I look, <laughs> you're pretty much out of the ability to get keys. And so I am going. So we shut it down, and we're just moving on to new, we new new machines. We got the we got the VMF files, mm-hmm. and you know away we go. Right. Um, well, don't uh, don't feel too bad because. Uh, I spoke to some customers uh, and uh, unwillingly admitted that, you know, it's running on four and, and some other older versions, but, uh, you know, small use cases where a product may not have support for another version, uh, but it seems to be, you know, very archaic software that's still running on there. So don't be ashamed of the old version. It still runs. <laughs> Never ashamed, but I, I, yeah, it just means I have to do more work because we, yeah. we, I ran servers on it. I was like, oh, wait, there goes my, yeah, okay. But anyway, so the upgrade process, it's important because you have to stay current. Um, and so you are, you know, taking people to the, to the new versions of the products and everybody kind of moves along with that, that cadence. Um, what do we, what do we want to talk about around 6.5 update two? Update two is out. Yeah. 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 So update two uh, just released uh, about five days ago. Um, we put out a post, uh, you know, I want to say that night uh, also, I think it was last, last week, last Thursday. Um, so update two uh, for 6.5. Um, what we're seeing with this update is a lot of features that are backported uh, from 6.7. So as we know, uh, vSphere 6.7 was released on April 17th, um, and that was uh, our, our newest, you know, big release out there. And, of course, we have to think about our, our 6.5, you know, patching schedule. So this came along with some... Uh, features as well as some patches, uh, and those features, like I said, backporting uh, would mean we have some uh, options now or, or 
our feature set now is that enhanced link mode for uh, an embedded deployment, which is an embedded PSC controller with your vCenter uh, server, is now supported in enhanced link mode. Uh, as you are probably aware, in version 6.0 and 6.5, historically, uh, to achieve enhanced link mode, you would have to deploy an external platform services controller and have your vCenter pointing at that. So you have extra virtual machines. And we're trying to get back to a more simplistic deployment model so the architecture is easier to manage. And that's why we're enhancing these features. So we saw that feature come out with 6.7 for the enhanced link mode with embedded. And now we also have that in the 6.5 update to release. Nigel, is the, uh, the hybrid link mode that is in 6.7 uh, compatible with this uh, 6.5 U2 release? <clears throat> I'm sorry, say, say that again? A hybrid link mode that goes uh, back, uh, uh, you know, a version or two, or I guess more versions. Um, I, I thought I saw that as a, as a new feature in 6.7, and so I was wondering yeah, if that... Yeah, that's going to be in, in the 6.7. Um, I do not believe that is uh, included as one of the backported features. Um, okay. Some of the some of the things that are included would be um, customization of uh, the Windows server. So if the Windows vCenter had custom HTTP or HTTPS ports, those can be uh, changed or customized during the migration when you're moving from the Windows uh, server to the appliance. Um, uh, you know, you can override those defaults. And there's some uh, also some features with the TLS configuration utility for SSLs. So there's some new features with that as well. But the biggest one is is more the enhanced link mode. Customers are looking to have that single pane of glass and seeing all their vCenters together uh, and want to get to that model. Now, <clears throat> I will say that, uh, you know, the big gotcha here is uh, you, you probably see a lot of this stuff out that says greenfield deployments. So when, when 6.7 came out, the embedded link mode uh, is supported in a greenfield deployment. So net new, you know, stand up a new vCenter and start fresh. Um, there's a caveat there. The same thing works for 6.5 update 2. If you have an embedded deployment that is, you know, on 6 or 6.5 and you are upgrading that embedded deployment, you're going to move on to a 6.5 update 2 or a 6.7 release with an embedded controller. When you bring up your additional, you add an extra node or multiple nodes of vCenter embedded, your linked mode will work at that point because essentially you're setting up you know, a net new to connect to that one that you just upgraded. So that's been a question that's come up. A lot of folks are trying to figure out, you know, do I need to build something new or, or not? In those scenarios where you have embedded, it may work for you uh, better to, to do that method. For those folks that are in an external topology, um, and they're upgrading to keep enhanced link mode. Right now, we don't have a way to, you know, collapse those externals and bring them as an embedded PSC, uh, but we are working on a tool to converge that for customers because we don't want them to rip everything out and start over. We want to have a, an easy way uh, to consolidate when the consolidation is necessary. Right, right. So for people that are using external platform services controllers, uh, they can still upgrade, but hold tight for a tool to... Yeah, you can still definitely still upgrade. Obviously, we want you to get to the 6.5 update 2 or the or the 6.7, if that makes sense uh, for you. Um, but uh, again, 
if you have external and you mig and you migrate or upgrade over, you're going to be in that same topology because there's no topology changes that happen during the migration or the upgrade uh, at that point. So there will be you know that window where you're still in the model with extra virtual machines, and you probably want to go to a more simplistic model, maybe get rid of a load balancer between those PSCs or whatever the case may be. Uh, we want to make it easy for you, so we're working on some tools for that with engineering. Got it. The, there is a, um, I think maybe it was Michelle Laverick who blogged about this that pointed it out. Um, there's the back in time upgrade gotcha. Can you mm -hmm. uh, can you uh, comment on that? That we we have this yes. idea, of, like 6.5 was was released. 6.5 update two was released after 6.7, right? So there's no path to go from a future release to a, to a back in time. Right, because what you're essentially doing is, like you said, you're going back in time, right? Because uh, six seven GA came out first, six point five update two came out second, so you're going a back in time, uh, you know, upgrade. Also, note that there's security fixes that come with the six five update two that are not part of six seven GA. So if we were to allow customers to do that, then we could put them in a potentially bad position where you know they haven't received the upgrade or the the proper patching that came with the update uh, too. So there's some you know just the way that uh, that model goes. It's quite unfortunate. Uh, I do hear a lot uh, from customers and pushback like that, but it's just it's kind of our model of uh, you know getting those releases out. I would say. Um, right. We also ran into this kind of snafu back with the 6.0 update 3 release where we couldn't go directly to 6.5 GA. We had to wait for the update 1. Um, my expectation is that something similar will happen along those lines. So when folks do go to the 6.5 update 2 to get the features that they need, we're not locking them in for very long until engineering has a path. But right now there is no upgrade path from 6.5 update 2 directly to 6.7 GA. So it is called out uh, in a lot of places. <clears throat> um, there's uh, some on the knowledge base articles as well as uh, also uh, the release notes. So it's important and one of the things that uh, myself and my counterpart uh, David on my team uh, preach a lot is you know not just read the manual you know the release notes have gotten a lot better over the years and what you'll find is more detail in those release notes for upgrades and installations you know as well as anything that's been deprecated especially nowadays processors are going away so there's a lot of processors between 6.5 and 6.7 that are deprecated and no longer work uh, with that installation so Definitely important. Uh, one thing that we're trying to do as well is get some more information in a knowledge base article as well as some alerts for customers. You know, uh, we've, we're also openly discussing some options uh, to maybe display these in different places. I'm not sure if that's going to be in the software, outside the software, but we are aware that sometimes these things are not caught because sometimes customers are click happy, right? So they want to just download the bits and install it, and then they realize I got myself to this point and I didn't read the release notes, I'll read the manual later when it's broken. <laughs> and, you know, they're in the situation now where, you know, they, they could have re resolved that or could have avoided that by reading the documentation that we provide, you know, prior to. So uh, we understand it's kind of a fine, you know, line there, but, you know, we preach, make sure you read the documentation before you next, next finish <laughs> and, uh, and see those things as, as well as following your interoperability matrix. So big things to watch out for on 6.7, 
there was, you know, on day zero, there was no uh, support for NSX, Horizon, uh, uh, virtual containers, as well as uh, OpenStack, uh, VMware uh, OpenStack, uh, integrated OpenStack. So those things are something to watch out for, too. So don't just go and, like, hey, I need to get 6.7, and then forget that you might have Horizon 7.4, and it's not supported yet until the next click of Horizon comes out. So. And some of those are more around, you know, like the Horizon piece I could speak on is more around the instant cloning. So because we've rewritten how instant clones work, the Holy API is different now. So we want to make sure that, you know, that works on the Horizon side and, you know, kind of trap yourself into upgrading your VDI cluster and you're like stuck. So just be aware of that. That goes back to reading the manual and making sure you plan your, your upgrade before you actually execute your upgrade. Yeah, you, really, you mentioned the interoperability matrix there, and I, I want to call that out. I think if you just... Google uh, VMware interop matrix or interoperability matrix, uh, you'll get to that page and it'll show yeah. you, um, you know, all the things that work together. So if you, up, if you upgrade to 6.5 U2, what things are supported and what things are not supported. There's also a, an upgrade tab on that interoperability, interoperability matrix, yep. which will show mm -hmm. you what you can upgrade to and cannot upgrade to from 6.5 U2. So um, both those things, you know, as you, you know, hopefully are mindful about planning an upgrade. You know, those are two resources that everybody should be checking. Yeah, the other resource that I'll preach from our team is uh, vSphereCentral.vmware.com. So very similar to Storage Hub uh, from the, the vSAN guys. So uh, that's going to be kind of an aggregate site of all the things that have to do with vSphere. So there's videos, walkthroughs, PowerPoint, you know, presentations, um, there's a an, a whole section on knowledge base articles. So we try to collect all those things that have to do with vSphere or upgrades or maybe vCenter specific or you know certificates or or update manager. So all of that's in one local uh, location. So that's probably a good where to place to start. As a customer, I always had trouble finding things like that. I would have like my favorites full of you know knowledge base articles, and I have my favorites full of documentation. So now to have it all in one spot, it's uh, it's really nice. And uh, thanks to Vert Security for dropping that in the chat. Appreciate that. That's hilarious that we have to have that now. Time was you would just go to VMware.com to get all yeah. your <laughs> knowledge, right? And well, so, everything's. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> everything's changed. Everything's changing, and everything touches, you know, vCenters and things like that. So that's important, uh, you know, to think about too. Uh, so I would say, if we talk about upgrades, the big things are planning, watching your interoperability matrix uh, for, you know, what works with what version, as well as an upgrade path, because you'll you'll be able to first see on there, even if it's things like SRM that are in your environment, you want to make sure that those work with the next clicks that you go under vSphere, and you know step through those in the right manner. Makes sense. So, Makes so sense. I, have a, I have a novice question in, in this space, right? So I'm running on 6.5 now. I'm upgrading 6.5.2, right? And we have 6.7 out there, right, which obviously comes with different features and more features. How long will I stay on 6.5.x before I really should be looking at m moving? So what's the cadence around, you know, going to like a 6.5.x? Uh, 6.7 versus staying on 6.5.x. I stay on it a year. I'm still healthy. When? How do I figure out when I oh. need to be putting that out? You're asking the should question? Yeah, should. Okay. <laughs> so Just my consultant answer is it depends. 
So it really depends on what what you need as a customer, as a person that's using vSphere. You know, do you, do you need those features uh, that are in six seven today, or are you looking to to do uh, you know those those things with? Uh, there's been a lot of new security stuff that Mike Foley has talked about recently this week. So maybe you're interested in in those uh, you know VM encryption or virtual TPMs and and uh, so forth, or we have some other features, quick boot. You may want those features. Maybe you want to go to that version. Maybe you're okay with staying on 6.5 and getting through that cycle. <clears throat> the good thing to note on 6.5 is the support has been extended for five years from its release date. So I want to say it's 2021 that the support will end for 6.5. So maybe customers may stay around until the end like they did on 5.5. I kind of hope that they don't. I hope that we kind of move forward. But you know, getting onto the newer versions is going to help things uh, in the future. So if you're doing the VMware Cloud on AWS and you're trying to do cross-center vMotion, encrypted vMotion between vCenters, those things are going to come out of the 6.7 release. So it just depends on what feature set you guys are looking for to be able to move there. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm of the mind of, you know, Customers sometimes take a very long time to upgrade, and it's it could be because the environments are very complex, or they're working on other projects. Sometimes those things that we think, you know, or I worked in the PSO side for a while, you think it's going to take six to nine months, you know, takes you know two years <laughs> just to kind of get through uh, the stuff. So it it all depends on how focused you are to kind of get to the next level and. Going back again, I would definitely say, like, you know, don't just upgrade willy-nilly. You know, besides planning, making sure that those features or the the wants that you have meet your business requirements. Because in the end, if we're just upgrading because it's new and shiny, we're not really fixing any business, uh, you know, needs at that point. So. Yeah, I think the, the the window then is five years of support, and so you, you can judge. But if you're at year three you're drifting into year four, you know, you have to start making, yeah. making that happen. Right? And actually, right. it's a, it triggers another question, Nigel, and that's, um, did we set a new five-year clock for the 6.7 release, or did we keep it on the 6.5 release? My to, yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the, the matrix for that. I know there's a lifecycle uh, PDF that uh, should have been updated when uh, when that was released, but uh, that's a good point. We may have to pop that open myself. I haven't reviewed that in a couple of weeks, so. Yeah, my, I'll, I'll have to go back in time myself. But <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the support calendar did get reset with a 6.5 GA. So I, at, at the very least, it's five years from the 6.5 GA. That makes sense, yeah. All right, that's the cadence. Um, where so we've we've talked about where you can go hang out. We've posted the two URLs that that, that talk about where you can hang out. We've talked about the cadence. Um, what other things from an upgrade perspective? Uh, we've talked about the planning, that kind of stuff. Um, do you guys do any kind of uh, VM World sessions around this? You know, what are best practices around this? Um, or is there educational training that you can go get to figure out? If you're new to the, the world of managing large number of nodes, how do I how do I learn about what are the best practices? Where do I go? Yeah, good. <clears throat> That's a good question. So, what my team is uh, doing, you know, since the day that we 
kind of got to VMware is we are hitting the road and doing trainings in different towns. So we're doing trainings for customers specifically. We're doing trainings for partners specifically, um, as well as we are doing these workshops at conferences. So last week at Dell Tech World, uh, we had uh, one on Sunday before the event started. And uh, the workshops that we're doing are, are quite interactive. We do about a four hour or so window and we do a little bit of death by slides as well as open conversation uh, on topics and you know we're not reading off the slide and saying okay you know listen to me what's next next. We'll stop and have that conversation if someone raises a hand and we'll we want it to be interactive. We don't want to bore you to death. We've all seen you know mugs and things like that where we've been bored to death by slides. The second part of the, the day is an interactive whiteboarding session. So we'll pull out the iPad, toss it up on the screen, and we'll actually draw out some scenarios of topology. So we'll go over PSC topology, vCenters. We'll also touch on vCenter um, high availability, uh, and just kind of best practices as well as uh, also kind of architecting that upgrade from a 5.5 into a 6 or 6.5 when there's external pieces. So when in 5.5 we allowed you know, all the pieces to be external if that was BUM or inventory or SSO and people were in this like, you know, solution or topology, I would say that they're not sure how to get out of. So we kind of draw through those things. So that, that's a great thing. But on top of those things at conferences, and we will be uh, presenting uh, these workshops at both uh, VMworlds this year in Vegas and Barcelona, uh, as well as we've submitted a couple sessions on upgrading. So some things about planning at a high level, some things a little bit deeper. So hopefully those will get accepted and you'll see us uh, presenting those as well. If you're a fan of VMUGs and, and your local VMUG has something going on, there's a new uh, VMUG uh, thing called the VMUG vSphere Roadshow, which we're basically taking this, wor this workshop on the road in conjunction with VMUG. So uh, we have, uh, I believe Boston is next week, next, uh, I think it's next Wednesday or Thursday next week. And then we have uh, Toronto on the lineup as well as Austin, Texas. I'll be doing the one in Austin. Uh, so make sure you hit the VMUG website, and at the top there's a bar called or a bar, a bar named Attend, and under the Attend you can hit VMUG Roadshows, and you'll see some stuff about Nigel and David in there, as well as where we'll be, and they'll keep updating that as it goes forward. So that's a really cool thing. Uh, on top of that, we do a smaller piece, which is a social lab. So we've been partnering with the VMUGs as well doing a social lab, so it's a smaller session, and we kind of share those. It might be half the day or half the morning is vSphere, the other half is vSAN, or Workspace ONE, or NSX, or something else in there. So we're trying to get in front of customers and partners as much as possible, so you'll see us in a lot of places. So. Wow, I just asked that question out of the blue, and that's like that was like the home run question. Yeah, I was like, I figured you'd go like, oh, I don't know, you know, you can go online somewhere. That's my canned response. Uh, you know, my I just erased my whiteboard with last uh, month's travel, and now I'm moving June up to the top. So for me personally, I'll be uh, in Minnesota for the VMUG, doing uh, two sessions out there, I believe. Uh, one of them may be a uh, Ask the Experts panel uh, that's on the 12th of June, and then June 20th, which is the Austin uh, VMUG Roadshow, which is a workshop. 
And then I'll also be in Vancouver, British Columbia for a session uh, out there on June 28th. Um, this month, uh, just doing some things locally, so I won't be uh, you know, traveling around too much, but uh, still creating some content and working on some new walkthroughs and you know, videos and things that can help folks actually see the upgrade process. It's one of those things where sometimes just you know, kind of going through the click motions is, is, is really beneficial, and we want to try and add that to our vSphere Central, so there's a good repository of content for folks to lean on for help. On vSphere Central, is there YouTube links or do you, for these for these type of videos? Do you guys have like a playlist or something set up? And if not, we yeah, can reach out. And put I believe, together. yeah, we have a separate YouTube uh, URL, I uh, believe, if you're looking around for that. Uh, but also um, on the vSphere Central, when you're in some of those uh, those walkthroughs, you will actually okay. see an embedded video like of Ahmad or Adam doing their whiteboard or so forth. So. Um, some of them are actually in the site, but I, I I don't have that URL, but I can grab that for you guys, and we can we can definitely share that because that's a great resource. There's stuff on there from Adam, Ahmad, Mike Foley, Kyle, uh, Kyle Ruddy. You know, there's tons of information around vSphere, if it's security, automation, you know, topologies, what uh, what have you. Nice, nice. A uh, question from the chat: Are you coming to Europe? And uh, if, if you're going to do a session, you probably will if you get accepted, I assume. <laughs> so I didn't talk about July, but uh, there's a good chance that my July, I will spend most of July in Europe. Um, I don't have too much information on the cities, but there's more than I can count on two hands uh, in the list that I had seen, uh, as well as you will probably see me at Empower uh, in Vienna. So. Uh, Possibly our whole team, you know, maybe out there, and we'll probably we'll probably do the same thing we did at Empower for Atlanta and present, uh, you know, two sessions of workshops. So and we're very well out right. there. So yeah, but with that, new we may jump around. You know, I'm not sure if VMugs will be involved. If that's what the the questions, uh, you know, kind of targeted at, but we will be in Europe. So we're hoping to kind of touch as much people as we can in that time frame before VMworld. Well, that's great. And I was going to say, because you're, you're new in this role, you won't burn out this year. Right? So you definitely get the year out of you before, before you're going to step back. Why did yeah. I become a rock? Yeah, and I can't, I can't, you know, I got, I can't let that go because my wife has me beat. She did uh, this type of travel and work for 10 years straight. So if I can't make it past one year, she deserves to, you know, slap me around. So. Well, good. You're going to be you're going to be famous. I can tell, uh, and 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 that's great. And that's that's why we got you on the show to make you famous. At uh, vcenter is your Twitter handle. Do you do much tweeting? Yes, I tweet a lot. Um, sometimes not, uh, you know, related to work. Sometimes complaining. Sometimes, you know, pointing people out, and other times uh, sharing the wealth of knowledge. So. Well, I appreciate you doing that. Uh, we're at the top of the hour. We have a few more minutes left. Uh, anything anybody else wants to uh, to say? I have uh, a quick question. Sure. Yeah, Nigel, I know that you know, kind of in the toolbox, we have some flings. Like, there's a uh, a vSphere compatibility protector fling that that you know I've been pointing my clients to, and you point it at a, a PSC, and it just maps out all the PSCs and all the vSphere's that are connected to all those PSCs. Do you know if there's anything in the works to like maybe promote that to be a full-blown uh, uh, supported tool? Um, I know that there's the uh, SDVC uh, 
discovery topology. Yeah, so I would. So my hope was that one day those topology tools, you know, because it kind of gives that older, you know, vSphere five look of where we used to map things out. So I would love to see that kind of come in there. I don't know what's going on with that from an engineering standpoint. Will that make it in there? I just always like to say the more that you give feedback to those things, and the more popularity that comes from them and you know, good things come out of it, usually you see those get to a GA standpoint. Um, I like to point customers also at the, the vSphere topology and planning tool. So that's uh, a tool that's been around, uh, I think, through 6 and 6.5, where it asks you a set of questions. You know, do you want to do enhanced link mode, yes or no? Okay, then you're going to go you know, embedded. Do you want to do it? Yes, you'll do external. And it gives you like a laundry list or a shopping list, basically, of what you're going to do right on the screen. And it's fairly quick to fill out, and you can put an email address, and then it'll fire it off to you. Uh, that is being uh, addressed uh, to support 6.7 next, since the workflows in there are just for 6 and 6.5. But we want to make sure that we address uh, those questions too now that we have this, the new topologies in, in place and what can and can't happen. So that's a great free tool as well. Not as complex as the Horizon tool where you're filling out a lot of stuff on RDSH servers and apps and things, but it's a lot faster. So. Well, great. Well, again, uh, thanks a lot for coming on, Nigel. Uh, we appreciate the, the roadshow. We appreciate uh, all the work, you know, patching and upgrading. And the whole thing is not like super glorious new features, but it's, it's absolutely critical. You have to do it. Spend a lot of time doing it and keeps us up at night. So appreciate you spending all the time working on solutions and, and getting it out to the community. So I appreciate that. And thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. I uh, appreciate you guys reaching out. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. So, John, uh, it is a beautiful sunny day. I think there's going to be some barbecue in our, in our near-term future because uh, my one o'clock was canceled. So I'm I'm going to go get I'm going to go get some barbecue. Oh, I'm going to go hunt wow. that down. So for you guys in Texas who are following along virtual security and and the rest, uh, we're 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 going to outdo you. And yes, we might swing by Texas. Um, and if we do, we're gonna we're gonna get some 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 barbecue for sure. So we 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 we're gonna we're gonna take John White out and get uh, get him in front of the bay, you know, pointing at the water. You know, <laughs> maybe we'll get you in a bathing suit and we'll we'll cap that barbecue, at the beginning yeah. of the show and at the end of the show, the bay report and then some barbecue at the end of the show. That's right. If I get a thousand likes, then I'll definitely not be in a bathing suit. Somebody was telling me great podcasters always tie to some kind of food or some kind of ring the bell, make you drool kind of uh, invent. And uh, some guys in NPR do like coffee. So they'll, they'll talk about coffee beans. So, mm. so we're going to do the Bay Area report, you know, warm, sunny, beachy swimming weather. And then at the end, a little bit of barbecue ah, to finish it st- off. Stomach is grumbling. There you go. It is. It's been another great week. Uh, thanks to Alistair and Nigel for coming on the show. We'll be again uh, back next year, uh, not next year, next week, and uh, talking to some great, great, great guests. Um, until then, I hope everybody has a great uh, rest of your week, and we'll see you again. See you. I'm going to hit the big red stop button now.